Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed practitioners of the noble art of logic, I wish to welcome you into this debating dojo, a place where we shall see a philosophical and rhetorical tussle in this, the very marketplace of ideas. I am your host and moderator, Brendan O'Neill. I've been handed this post due to my large head and exceeding skill in the science of being right. Tonight's motion is the following. This house believes that the chattering classes of this once great nation are at it again. Our teams are composed of leading lights in the field of rationality, free speaking, and cultural analysis. From the government, we have the dream team of Brendan O'Neill, Brendan O'Neill, and Brendan O'Neill. They will be facing off against formidable opposition, however, a team comprised of the titans of Brendan O'Neill, like, Brendan O'Neill, like and of course, we'll have a Brendan O'Neill. Just don't have too many and do a we have gathered exercise. together such mighty teams because the question is such a mighty one. The peculiar psychology of the chattering classes has been a matter of concern for Brendan's O'Neill since the early 80s, when their beloved political correctness came into being. The chattering classes have been known by many names down the years, from the Islington Corbinite Trotskyite Stalinists to the Quinoa Khmer Rouge, the Arborio Antifa, <laughs> and this. even the Risotto Red uh, Army. You learn about your they have been at it, for sure, but have we ever stopped to ask ourselves the question, what is if like, it, if and like how long have they been waffle, at have it a for? Waffle, just Can they be at it again if they've always continuously been at it? These are not easy questions. They do not require straightforward answers or, dare I say it, even answers which come down on one side of the question at all. For this reason, we have assembled the most contrarian thinkers in all of the land, able to hold opinions not only contrary to their opponents, but contrary to their own thoughts. There can be no peace until using the noble art of debate we have vanquished the chattering classes and banished along with them the metaphorical vegan gulag in which we all live. <laughs> a gulag in which you can be arrested and thrown into a smaller, worse gulag just for saying that you are English or refusing to eat a Linda McCartney sausage. <laughs> Only when the streets of Islington are empty, when the vegetarian bike repair coffee shops of the Stroud Green Road fall silent, when the university gender seminars dismiss their last classes, only then will the rational man be free. I expect a lot of words will be said tonight in debating this motion. I cannot tell you exactly how many at this stage, but I suspect it will be far higher than 1,984. <laughs> if you like, if you like a caramel waffle, have a <laughs> caramel waffle. Without, Just don't have without further ado then, I would like to welcome the first speaker for the government, Brendan O'Neill, played by Nate Bethay. Mr. Chairman, if you like, honorable if you colleagues, like waffle, distinguished guests, good evening. It is with gravest concern that I address the points previously made in this August chamber and reassert once again that the chattering classes of this one great nation are in fact at it again. Now, might I remind you, distinguished guests, that in the span of our beloved monarch's lifetime, this nation has gone from a triumphant island of consumptive curtain-twitching shopkeepers to a defeated island of consumptive curtain-twitching shopkeepers. <laughs> we were once proud and striving a nation that selflessly built railroads around the world that, out of deference to local property values, avoided all population centers and simply improved the efficiency of distant mines and ports. Now we can't even build a tube line across London without making po-faced concessions to gender. We can't manage a single step forward without being veritably pecked to death by the scorning, implacable Waitrose Wehrmacht of momentum thugs and guillotine garbanistas. 
<laughs> when I remind you of our once great status, a halcyon time when enterprising children earned their pocket money by scrubbing chimneys and every breakfast table in the land was alight with laughter at the gollywogs on the jam. I would indeed like to put forth the argument that these self-same gender-fluid Jacobins are not just celebrating our nation's downfall, but rather driving it. One has only to imagine a recent story published last month in that formerly leonine and muscular Manchester newspaper, long since decamped to the condescending fiefdom of Highbury and Islington. The headline reads, Britain breaks record for coal-free power generation, as if this is worth celebrating, as if the longest stretch of coal-free days since the Industrial Revolution were an indicator of progress and not the death throes of a nation fallen to a degree that would make Milton, who was blind, cover his eyes for some reason. <laughs> if you were to chart a course from the peak of the British Empire to its current lamentable state, you would find a near identical correlation between declining greatness and coal usage. But for a brief Churchillian spike in the early 1950s, it has dwindled down ever slower, replaced instead by bloviating gas and wind, by flimsy foreign-made solar panels, by nuclear reactors sneeringly built by the French, their every brick and joint assembled with pate-stained hands and backbiting gaullist intentions. And what brought this on? Well, as many of you distinguished ladies and gentlemen are aware, I suffered a head injury during a furious student union debate, and as such, I have no recollection of the years 1984 to 1986. But I can only presume that the decline of coal stems from a coterie of kale-eating Corbinistas, desperate to end the proud tradition of the pit village, the sooty post-work pint, the sense of fulfillment that can only be achieved by a life well-lived and that just happens to end in a fit of pleurisy at age 56. <laughs> Nay, instead we find ourselves with no more coal, no more mines, and a sea humiliatingly dotted with enormous propellers. No longer can a man test his mettle by navigating home by bicycle in pea soup smogs. No longer can the British lungs boast of their great hardiness, their great durability, their great mettle in the face of any meddlesome particulate matter. The Nutella NKVD of the labor left will say, well, surely given the current pandemic and its effects on pulmonary function, we're better off without the smogs. To which I say, no. I, for one, instead argue that it is the lack of coal power that has bequeathed us the highest coronavirus death toll in Europe. I would argue that a nation softened on smartphones and promises of a pay rise once a decade has lost its hardiness, its natural vigor, its intensity of life force. Had we coal power, ladies and gentlemen, this abominable pestilence would have bounced off the British public the way sensory input bounces off my own enormous cranium. <laughs> we were warriors once. We tattooed our powerful bodies with blue lions and bravely faced the Romans and Normans. True, some other things did also happen after that, but they're beside the point. And what are we now? A great nation, a once great nation, betrayed by its chattering classes, denied its sooty heritage, its pollutant patrimony, its carbon monoxide cohesiveness. Dull in spirit and weak in mind, we while away our hours scrolling our blinking devices, powered by the degradation of our own territorial waters. On a clear day, you can see those treacherous turbines hard at work, twirling and twirling and twirling all over the waters that King Canute once dominated. 25 here, 31 there, and the cultural Marxist pylon ships will keep driving them into the seabed one after one until their number reaches 1,984. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, Incredible. I yield. Incredible. Incredible. Oh, oh, oh my god. I am floored. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would first of all like to like to apologize to the right honorable gentleman's forehead uh, for not including the Nutella NKVD in the list of prescribed <laughs> groups that I read out at the start of the show. That was, that was a serious omission on my part. Um, dereliction of my duties as, as senior Brendan at this particular convention of Brendan's. Um, uh, well, are there any, uh, are there any, does anyone have any uh, points, points of order, points of information to make in response to the Honourable Brendan's speech? Mm-hmm. No, I think See. flawless. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, it might, like, if, can I hold up a little sign that says 10? <laughs> <laughs> you may. Yeah. T- 10 Dan O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, we should, just, we should also all have cards that say 1984 that we just wave at various <laughs> All right. Well, in that in that case, it falls to me to throw over to the first speaker from the opposition, none other than Brendan O'Neill, played by Alice Caldwell Kelly. Absolutely. So, as we have seen, the um, the Whole Foods inter a harmway of our once great nation have boxed themselves into a corner at long last due to the hysterical illogical nature of the so-called loony left, uh, a great quarantine has taken place. And so now the nation, our once great, once proud nation, suffers under the enforced tyranny of remaining indoors. However, surely, by uh, by its own logic, this must be the least the chattering classes of our once great nation have ever been at it. Suffering under this tyranny, the trendy wine bars of Islington remain empty. The ball pit bars remain fallow. In fact, we cannot even tell whether the chattering classes are chattering because of the face masks which they have legislated in a Stasi-like fashion that we all must wear. We cannot imagine what they may be saying under these masks, but if I were to guess, I would say that they are complimenting each other in a an emotional fashion on how well they have been applauding the so-called NHS, as opposed to the real heroes of this crisis, such as columnists. Although this is a relatively low level of attitness, no more than 3.6 Röntgen, and as such, my opponents are engaged in mere fripperies, um, studying picking out genders and things to be offended by instead of the pure, cold logic of a STEM subject. Despite this, not since the great days of World War II that my colleague at The Spectator Taki reminisces about so often has the British nation been so united against the, uh, the snowflakes of fascism. Who now is studying gender instead of vaccines, which, as we know, do not have a gender? With trendy dinner parties banned, the chattering classes are forced to chatter endlessly alone, like a man talking to different versions of his own self for comic effect, until the number of those personae reaches 1,984. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, point, point of order. Mm-hmm. Uh, point, point of order. Um, even though the uh, even even though the um, um, the, the, the woke Stasi uh, have been separated from one another physically, they are still able to form Twitter mobs whenever I post my favorite <laughs> slurs. Yes, however, this allowing is, them to how, still be at it. How, how how can this hope to stand against the might of the highly individualist free speech union? 
That's true. That's true. So are, 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 you, are you suggesting that uh, with the dawn of the free speech union, the chattering classes realized that they no longer had the uh, freedom, much like Stalin had as general secretary of the Communist Party, uh, to send people to gulags by replying to them online? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, in many ways, this represents uh, the, the Operation Condor of the Dirty War of Posting. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I, I, I accept that what, answer. What, what do you think? Yes, uh, go, go my uh, my honourable opponent, Brendan O'Neill, uh, stated that vaccines have no gender, and uh, that's not actually right. Vaccines are girls. <laughs> I don't know. This 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 sounds like feelings rather than uh, yeah. rather than scientific. You Good scientific supposition. I, I don't know. I checked in biology one hundred and one, and it said that vaccines don't have penises. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it did say in my biology one hundred and one textbook that they did have penises. Mm, I I, I suppose I suppose Brendan, you would like to like let the vaccine identify however it wants, and it could have one of like seventy two million different genders. Please, please, we're all Brendan's O'Neill here. <laughs> this, the the, the <laughs> so-called no so Brendan's O'Neill of the woke, loony left are once again, <laughs> once again, contradicting the scientific and evidence-based positions of common sense Brendan's like me. Mm. Mm. Indeed. I accept, uh, I accept the of Brendan, cheerfully withdrawn. Ah. <sighs> Okay. Right. Right. So, <laughs> Always. Um, right. Well, it, it falls. It falls to me, Brendan O'Neill, to uh, to throw back over to the second speaker from the government, none other than the person you've been waiting to hear from all night, Brendan O'Neill, played by Riley. Thank you, Brendan O'Neill. Uh, this house believes that the chattering classes of this once great nation are at it again. And I'm going to support this resolution by breaking it down into three points, and not because you said so, or because the rules of debate require that I break it down and advance propositions, but because I want to. First, I will define the chattering classes. Next, I will define this once great nation. And third, I will define what it means to be at it. With these items defined, I will then prove that these three conditions have been met at some point in the past, prove that at least one of these conditions ceased to apply at some point in the more recent past, and then I will prove that I will not bow and scrape before the demands of myself from a few seconds ago and say, yes, sir, no, sir, I'll define those things, sir, I'll prove those conditions, sir, sorry for assuming your gender past, Brendan O'Neill, because when it comes to advancing arguments, it's one rule for the recent past, Brendan O'Neill, and another rule not only for the present moment, Brendan O'Neill, myself, but for all future Brendan's O'Neill that will arise and wink out of existence as we are reconstituted trillions and trillions of times a second as we experience the world afresh from moment to moment. The recent past Brendan O'Neill is hopeless. Aloof from the concerns of all future potential Brendan's O'Neill, separated, separated only by the posh postcode of a few moments in time, and of course me, <laughs> because I, Brendan O'Neill, am all who stands between myself and the tyranny of myself. How can the rule by diktat of one man at one moment in time over trillions of other versions of that same man at later moments in time be democratically legitimate? To the kombucha Khmer Rouge, group rights reign supreme over the individual. If you have a protected characteristic, so if you're Meghan Markle, Abu Hamza, or myself from a few moments ago, <laughs> then the rest of the world just has to lump it. All in the service of the slavish following of some supposed orthodoxy about how debates are supposed to work by advancing and defending propositions. It is nothing more than censorship, and the Brendan O'Neill of a few moments ago knows this. 
<laughs> and now, if you raise so much as a peep of dissent against the tyranny of recent past Brendan O'Neill, you are shouted down as confusing and inconsistent, and you are accused of causing all Brendan's O'Neill to look like credulous morons who are animated by a whirlwind of random grievances unrelated to one another. Is that censorship, though? Or the will of the Brendan's O'Neill? Speaking out in favor of the Brendan O'Neill of a few moments before a few moments ago, who we shall now call Brendan Prime, is considered to be a thought crime by Brendan O'Neill of a, only a few moments ago, who we will now call Brendan Delta. And it is shameful. <laughs> Brendan Delta, elitist snob of the gentrified, slightly more recent past, in which there has already been a Whole Foods, by the way, thinks that all potential future <laughs> Brendan's O'Neill could only support the age-old tried-and-tested practice of advancing an argument by, uh, defending, by defending propositions, um, to have been hypnotized or dominated or tricked or existed subsequently to the Brendan Primaris. And this is condescension at its worst. After all, should Brendan Delta have the godlike absolute sovereignty over all future Brendan O'Neills? Are future Brendan's O'Neill to be dismissed as non-existent, theoretical, or racist by privileged extant Brendan O'Neills just for supporting Brendan Primaris? Brendan O'Neill Delta's arrogant dismissal of Brendan O'Neill Primaris just because he makes a six-figure job as a columnist is pure hypocrisy because Brendan O'Neill Delta makes the exact same sum in the exact same career. The abandonment of principle is symptomatic of a greater rot among past Brendan O'Neills as believing they know the rest for all of us. When Heraclitus said, you can't jump into the same river twice to illustrate the point that the world is constantly in flux and that no two things are alike at two points in time, it was just another instance of PC philosophers and their snobbish, ancient, modern, slaveholding woke elitism telling the commoners what we are and what we are not allowed to do. Make no mistake, this is about (laughs) control, not ontology. Are we to believe that this shambling longhorn academic, that the honest British working class people are not capable of jumping into the same ancient Greek river twice? For woke intellectual bulgar wheat Bolsheviks like John Landsman, Jeremy Corbyn, and Heraclitus, the so-called Karens, theoretical people, and volunteer border guards comprising the hoary-handed sons of potential future toil, are they not fast enough to jump into the river, get out, run along the bank to catch up with the current, and then jump in among the same molecules that surrounded them initially? Or are they too stupid to identify where in the river those water molecules have dispersed they've gone along with the tide? Or do they just not think it's appropriate for these working class of whom they are so terrified uh, to exist at two different points in time as the same person? We have been silenced by Brendan Delta and his allies in the media and civil service, but we have assembled a theoretical coalition of Brendan's O'Neill from across space and time to strike back at the tyrannical hand of one Brendan O'Neill in support of the other Brendan O'Neill, and our numbers have already swollen to 1,984. The resolution must stand. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much to Brendan O'Neill. Um, I, I would raise Point of the, order, I would like to thank the honorable gentleman uh, for explaining the plot of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Points of information, is, is, is naked Brendan different from solid Brendan, and how does that differ from liquid <laughs> Brendan? <laughs> Um, I, I can give you an answer. Uh, is that all theoretical Brendans exist, uh, but they'll all Garrett, they will all argue that they don't. That's why they have all resolved to one Brendan, um, because they are all held in perfect tension of constantly contradicting one another. If ever <laughs> any one of them ag- agrees without another one immediately flipping over to disagree, supersymmetry would be broken, and then all of the dark matter in the universe would uh, explode in a chain reaction. Mm. Well, thank you to that explanation of Metal Gear Brendan. Um, <laughs> something something we're say. here in the Brendan O'Neill Consortium feel very strongly about. 
I, I do appreciate uh, that uh, the rehashing of that scene from the second Matrix. I feel edified. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. So um, basically, anyone who thought that there was only going to be seven Brendan O'Neills today, I'm afraid you'd be very disappointed. There are at least nine. Of course, we all know the true number of Brendans is 1,984. Indeed. Yeah. When, you, when you become a Brendan O'Neill, you're trained in the arts of like Matrix stuff so that you can dodge fallacies like Nero dodges bullets. <laughs> That's the key thing. Right. Well, then, in which in which case, I think it's it's time for us to move on for, to the next speaker from the opposition, who is, I believe, Olga. Oh, well, Brent Brendan O'Neill. O'Neill. Thank you. Being uh, played just in time for, and just in time for the hype train. My oh, friends, yeah. thank you so much for giving us the subs. My Sorry, friends. Um, first of all, I was asked to do this about 40 minutes ago, <laughs> so I'm trying my absolute best to understand what's happening. Um, I, I'm, I'd like to say that, um, I went on Brendan Noni. I, well, I did my research. I want to say, first of all, everyone's doing really well. Okay. First of all, I'm drunk, <laughs> but on top, <laughs> on top of that, everybody's doing really well. I'm proud of all of my Brendans. You disrespect uh, this chamber of Brendan's. Okay, well, I went on Brendan and Neil's uh, website, which is co- uh, coincidentally a Tumblr, which I was sold already. I was like, fuck yeah, this guy's a Tumblr girl, let's fuck. And then um, mm-hmm. his bio said that he is the only journalist to have written for both the Catholic Herald and the Abortion Review. Uh, <laughs> Surely not. Which honestly uh, encompasses the whole spectrum of boyfriends the, I've ever had in my life. The Abortion uh, Review? The abortion <laughs> review. <laughs> just a magazine. Uh, the abortion review. I subscribe. It's, I it's like the Paris really... review that you just want them to tell you whether or not abortion is good. <laughs> say, yeah, depending on which side they come down on, that could be very compatible. With the, <laughs> the London Review of Abortions. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> order, order. Yes. Bazinga. Uh, yeah, no, he does he does a review column. He's uh it's like a trip advisor. Uh okay, so also I'm uh this is a dispatch from my bedroom. As you can see, I have my university diploma in my bedroom. So when you fuck me, it's like going to the dentist in more ways than one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so basically, because I found out about this for 40 minutes ago, chattering classes, my my I am obviously against the motion. We have not fucking gone far enough. Are you serious? The chattering classes have so so many more places to go. Let me demonstrate. The chattering classes will never go far enough until every man's come in a two-mile radius of Angel Tube Station tastes like hummus. And honestly, <laughs> I've been doing my research, and we still have far to go. So, I'm right. The gist of every man who comes close in the Islington region tastes exactly like fucking hummus. We still have. Oh, this is fucking disgusting. <laughs> point, points oh, of information. No, points points of, of information. <laughs> Did you buy Sabra? <laughs> oh. I have some on my keyboard, the lengths I go to. I was thinking, do I eat it with a spoon like a yogurt or smother it all over my face? And I definitely chose... <laughs> oh, I'm so gross, guys! Um, I should call Chaotic him. Brendan! <laughs> Chaotic Brendan! 
<laughs> this is exactly how Brenton O'Neill would respond to hummus, right? <laughs> I don't understand this space. Um, okay, so I think I've made a compelling argument. Basically, um, thank you so much for letting me be part of this. Uh, I hope everyone's <laughs> keeping safe. Um, have a wonderful... <laughs> I'm off to write more stuff for the abortion review. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. For the what must the resolution do? Must it stand or fall? Fall. <laughs> fall. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, say the resolution must stand. Oh, wait. Oh, what? The, the resolution? I don't even know what that means. And I just, did just a lot of United Nations in high school. D- do not the listen resolution. to his lies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, the well, resolution well. must stand. We enjoyed we enjoyed uh, hearing from from the honourable member there. I, I dare say that uh, Brendan O'Neill eating hummus with a spoon live on stream was the biggest internet event since Coney twenty twelve. <laughs> I'm um, Scar Brendan O'Neill. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's just skanking Brendan O'Neill pr- playing a trumpet with fourteen of his friends. <laughs> <laughs> the tr- the true si- the true beat signature is nineteen eighty four. Oh god, imagine seeing Brendan O'Neill, if Brendan O'Neill revealed that he was a huge Scar fan. Yeah, to, tr- to <laughs> trigger the woke left. Yeah, uh, it's, ah, uh, yes, if anytime I ride through Highbury blasting the mighty, mighty boss tones out of my car, I can always see the woke, the, the woke Stasi go for their kombucha bunkers as they're terrified of the j- good proletarian sounds of a sax, a tambourine, three French horns, a tuba, a drum kit, one guy who's just doing Tuvan throat singing, and then three guys Look, who are just drumming on a stage. The, the, the so-called left claim to hate the police, and yet, they appreciate the music of the specials, who culturally appropriate, as it were, the police blocky pattern thing. Brendan yeah, that's right. This to a modified version of Madness's Our House, where it says Our House on both sides of our street. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <sighs> it, it falls to me in that case, then, to uh, throw the floor open to the final speaker from the government, none other than Brendan O'Neill, played by Phoebe Roy. Okay, Phoebe. Oh dear, I think she's frozen. Brendan, uh, nope. Brendan had an attack of the cranial swelling again. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe, can you hear us? We can't oh, hear no, you. We can't hear Phoebe. Another, another typical woke Stasi plot to silence a, a <laughs> yes, Brendan oh, O'Neill oh, of the people. <laughs> oh, oh. Twitch is silent for Brendan O'Neill. I was drinking this glass of water and I bashed my teeth. I blame momentum. That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly the sort of thing they would plot to do. Phoebe mm. can't hear us either, I don't think, because she's not really reacting. No. Oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, you, you know what we need? We need... Um, we need a big sign. That a says big Phoebe. sign that says Phoebe. It's, it's, yeah, hold on. Uh, Phoebe, it's your turn. <laughs> it says Phoebe, but if you turn it upside down, it says 1984. <laughs> P H O E B E. I love how good we are at technology. <laughs> oh no, the free the, yes, that's right, Nerdopoly. The free speech union was it has, has silenced us. Mm. 
Oh no! Have you, t- have you turned a microphone on, or like the microphone settings? Uh, yeah, maybe. Also, someone in the chat raised a very good point a moment ago, which was uh, the uh, the abortion review. Was that the or- abortion review as in, like, a review of a play? Or was the abortion review as in, like, the abortion musical? Oh, it's, ve- it's very much like fi- a four out of five stars review. Abortion review. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what his website says. <laughs> also, he has a thick neck, and you know what that means. Hell what yeah. does it mean? Thick I'm not sure, I just like up. saying that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might try toggling her mic on. Whoever's controlling the channel, toggle her on and off. Yeah. See if that works. That, oh, okay. she's, she's gone. She turned down. Oh, I heard, I heard. I'm hearing bits of Phoebe. I'm back. Back. Yes, there we go. Back. Free speech lives. Sense of me. It didn't yes. Work. Free yeah, speech lives. Yeah, it can't be done. The logic is too powerful to be silent. Sorry about this. That's all right. There we go. Future Brendan. I am future Brendan O'Neill. I am the Duke of Debate. And when I was invited here, I thought <laughs> this will probably be the easiest debate I've ever won. It'll bring my confirmed debate kills up to a million in one debate. I thought I needed to do nothing more than just make a gesture there, and my point will have been made. I now realise that I, the Lord of Liberty, was not five minutes ago a foul emblem of the very chattering classes I've spent the whole of this evening defending this once great nation from. By hiding behind the philosophical mechanisms of debate, I proved that I myself was frightened of it. Unlike me, present and future Brendan, Shiva, destroyer of worlds and of the safe space, <laughs> Unlike the purveyors of the pronoun push, and unlike past Brendan of five minutes ago, obsessed with showing off what he learned at the SOAS, and also allegedly in the agora of ancient Athens, I am not afraid to tell you the truth. The truth is, is that you know, when the nurses, the teachers, and large numbers of the British public hate you, you must be doing something right. These gender gendarmes, fixated with showing off the embarrassing style <laughs> discussion that they learn at Goldsmiths, only understand the terms of debate set out by me five minutes ago when I was cowering behind my boffin's ivory tower. And there's nothing they hate more than the ordinary British worker, like the Prime Minister, just trying to do their jobs. <laughs> I don't hide behind <laughs> sophistry and impenetrable language like chattering nurses and teachers do, for I am Brendan O'Neill, the consul of the common man, the basileus of being right, the strategos of saying <laughs> like the grand vizier of groupthink being bad. And I do not need to obfuscate and paniculate with philosophy words, and I will just let the unemotional facts speak for themselves. Much like the heroes of the Second World War, whom the chattering classes despise, we're fighting a group of infinitely more virulent Nazis who are just as slavish and disagreeable in their opinions, although far less organized on the parade ground. The chattering, cowardly teachers refuse to defeat the coronavirus in the marketplace of ideas. They say that this is on the advice of their union. You know who else had a union? Stalin. Or as I suspect the members of the KGB would insist, Stalin, he, him. (laughs) There's nothing these teachers hate more than allowing ordinary children like Wilfred Johnson to have an education when they'd much rather use their corona-sponsored free time to refuse to read Orwell, to make TikToks about how we're not allowed to say the word woman, and to go on Twitter to comment unfavorably on the size of my forehead. I've got more examples for you of what we're up against from the chattering classes, and you wouldn't need a querying climate change studies degree from the University of the Arts London to understand it, since I am the sans-culotte of the silence, 
the Sevastos of civilized disagreement, <laughs> and if I may, the imam of the intellectual dark web. But I am short on time. <laughs> Suffice it to say that it is obvious they would also like the brave working class landlord to be obliged to put themselves at risk from their diseased tenants by obliging them to physically go around with bailiffs to collect their rent, which they've worked hard for. The mind truly boggles when the wargs of woke announce that honest working men, women and colonists must deny dignity and purpose to the domestic plankton class by telling them to stay home. When I asked my own PA to stay at home, she said no. My job as, as PA to the pontifex of pomposity puncturing is the most important <laughs> job in the world. The Brandon of five minutes ago, fresh out of his Das Kapital reading group, and busy applying for public funding for his Whitehall Pronoun Society, would no doubt try to hide behind the fancy arguments he learnt there. But I'm not ashamed to stand up for the ordinary working person, like the health secretary, against the loathsome might of the chattering classes. I would argue that apart from June the 8th and 1945, when the chattering classes were briefly not at it, we don't know why, I think it's clear that I, Brendan O'Neill, of now, and not five minutes ago, the autocracy of ordinary people, know that the chattering classes have always been and always will be at it. <laughs> I would like to thank the Honourable Brendan O'Neill mm. that rousing Aye. speech in support of the motion. Um, do we have any um, points of order or objections? Uh, I, 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 I would say that the, the Honourable Brenton O'Neill did say men, women, and columnists. Uh, is introducing a third gender truly logical like this? <laughs> <laughs> so you, were, you, were you assigned columnist at birth because you had a huge head? <laughs> uh, well, no, I think, honestly, again, the... Uh, the weenophile opposition is um, <laughs> merely just being oppositional for up op for opposition's sake uh, by suggesting, in fact, that um, by picking at the at the individual words. And where do you learn how to pick at words? University. What else do you university? Marxism. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It is. It is. However, so every columnist has a mother with an absolutely destroyed pussy, and on that basis. <laughs> <laughs> The large head thing is true. Uh, that's right. Um, oh, because of the and, large uh, head. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of some weird. Uh, uh, um, okay. Well, are, are we are we ready? Are we ready to move on? Do we have any further points of order or information? No. It looks like the chattering classes of this once great opposition are. Uh, <laughs> No longer are are not at it. They don't have enough ideas. You're about <laughs> you're, to hear from from the ideas man himself, Brendan O'Neill. So don't, 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 don't sounds, be too quick sounds, to gloat. It sounds to me. It sounds to me like you've come to the free market of ideas with an empty cart. <laughs> Why would you come to a market with a not empty cart? You buy the. Well, you're selling the idea. I mean, you're giving the ideas away for free because oh, you're, oh, you're giving your ideas you. away for free. Marxism, uh, much? You're gonna name check my dad? Like, fucking tell me. <laughs> yeah, because Alf, because Alfred Koch is funding you. <laughs> Alfred Koch is the third Koch brother. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's there's Alfred there's <sighs> Alfred Koch and Wario Fred Koch. <laughs> those are the those are the brothers. Um. Also, someone in the chat has just said, my jewel is charging, and every time Nate takes a hit, I get real jealous. I've already texted Nate about this. <laughs> I lost my jewel. I long to vape on stream. 
alas. Brief <laughs> diversion from character there. Uh, anyway, it, it falls to me at this juncture to throw to the, the last but not least speaker for the opposition, none other than the most logical of all, Brendan O'Neill, played by Hussein Kasvani. <clears throat> uh, you can hear me all right, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, consider the question we are asking ourselves this evening. Are we really talking about the chatroom classes? I believe that what we are speaking about tonight is far more significant for the future of this once great nation. My esteemed speakers on the proposition side come from trendy areas of the metropolitan bubble, a place where matcha lattes are aplenty, yet a man cannot seek a warm cup of ox bone broth on a, on a cold winter's day. A dark and cold island for anyone who dares to wear a corn wallet chain and bootcut jeans, or indeed has the tenacity to declare themselves simply to be English without the fear of arrest. It's, it is the out-of-touch aloofness to the real voices of this nation that is all too obvious. See, we are not talking about the chattering classes, really. The chattering classes are little more than an ethereal epistemological concept. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are here to understand the true essence of what it means to be Brendan Muhammad Ibn O'Neill. <laughs> the, first, the first descendant of the Irish slaves. <laughs> La ladies and gentlemen, here is the central issue that the proposition, lacking in any real intellect, having never read Infinite Jest cover to cover while nude, has really addressed. How can, how can the quote chattering classes have gone too far if they haven't defined the distance in which they're measuring? What are the parameters of this scenario? How long or wide is the universe in which this motion is set? Are we talking just about Islington? If that's the case, then we're missing the. We're, if that's the case, then we're measuring the dis Are we measuring the distance traveling traveled by said chattering classes in imperial measurement, banned by the Islamo transgender lobby, or the metric system, a system that I know extremely well through my decades of studying the art of phrenology while you were at parties with quote females, ladies and gentlemen. Until the <laughs> dimensions of this defined, until the dimensions of this, are, until the dimensions of this are defined where there is a clear beginning and a clear end, the proposition has no choice but to concede, but it is impossible for the chattering classes to go, quote, too far. Ladies and gentlemen, while this point was made, you will also note that the size of my head has grown wider and taller. This is no flaw in the matrix or the basic level Twitch membership. See, it is the belief of the opposition that as the chattering classes keep marching forward, the size of my cranium must expand to accommodate all my logical rebuttals. There is a reason for this, and it is very telling it is very telling of the nature of not just I, Brendan Muhammad O'Neill, but us as the collective Brendan O'Neill. You see, I have long given up. I have long given up on this great nation. Now all but lost to the trendy dinner party hosting gender yakuza, making us all wear masks to cover our faces as if we don't know that this simply means constraining and challenging, triggering ideas, constraining, challenging and triggering ideas. By forcing us into our houses and flats, for example, for the foreseeable future, is this anything but forcing the everyday Englishman into their brick and mortar burqa? The proposition has no answer to this. <laughs> Which means it is up to me, Brendan Muhammad O'Neill, to create a new utopia for the classical English liberal to rest his head. It is inside this large physical cranium, my actual galaxy brain, that I build the new Atlantis, a haven away from the SJWs, where well-meaning proper Englishmen can debate ideas, drink warm ale, and engage in extremely normal and ordinary conversations with teenagers simply looking to become debaters. <laughs> cultural, traits <that> have, <laughs> cultural traits that have formed the arteries of this once great nation, only to be replaced with divorce courts and protection services by the cultural Marxists. We cannot stand for this anymore, ladies and gentlemen, which is why my job as a columnist is arguably the world's most important job. I am not simply writing words to fuel the content machine and propping up the British podcast industry. 
I am actively expanding the very physical structure of my body to accommodate a colony of free thinkers who simply have unconventional but logical views about consent laws and a more than comprehensive understanding of international aviation rules. It is this class, <laughs> real working class, that will be the first settlers in the O'Neill Mind Colony, a place that will continue to grow and thrive as the chattering classes continue to march on. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we are creating a new society, a petri dish of logic, a microclimate of ideas. I am taking <laughs> I am taking applications for my brain colony settlement as we speak. And by the end of the year, we are hoping to have a happy and healthy community, a thriving population of columnists, numbering at 1,984. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, point of order. Uh, you said so-called females. Uh, as though they they could be uh, some other thing. Yeah. Uh, there's been a I don't know. There's been a lot of uh, been a lot of gender, a lot of a lot of gender <laughs> stuff going on from the other side. The opposition, oppositionally <laughs> uh, opposing biology for opposition's sake. I assume we uh, has the, please. Bren Muhammad O'Neill rejects all forms of gender except for dudes. We think that everyone, regardless of who they are, regardless of their of their race, their sex, their orientation, are dudes, and they should be respected as such. So wait, then who gets to go into women's bathrooms? Columnists. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and the homies. Okay, cool. Asked and answered. <laughs> what is a columnist if not a bathroom detective? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's my favorite um, R&D song. You are a bathroom detective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I also have another point of order. Um, mm -hmm. Shut up about the microclimate. <laughs> uh, point of order. We'll never no. talk about the microclimate. Yeah. <laughs> they may take okay. our lives, but they will never take our microclimate. <laughs> you can't take a microclimate. It's just that... Oh there's nothing you can't take a microclimate it's there there's, there's nothing there's nothing logically like invalid about the microclimate of ideas that exist in the Brendan O'Neill mind colony it's just you getting sensitive because you put feelings over facts okay I'm just yeah. gonna ask you one time what do you think a microclimate does it doesn't matter in this debate Brendan O'Neill would be getting this upset about also really quickly someone in the Riley. chat Someone in the chat said, I saw the bathroom detectives opening for the editors in 2009 if you tweet <laughs> that type of shit you have to listen to the latest Balthazar Speedboat. Thank you. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah, that's going to be out, isn't it? Oh, so we're in character as Brendan O'Neill. We're in character as Brendan O'Neill. I wouldn't know about any Balthazar Speedboat show, of course. <laughs> Being a very serious columnist that I am, I only listen to extremely smart shows, such as the <laughs> Deli Pod or, or the, the audiobook of uh, Mr. Yeah. Or the audiobook of Busy Town. Yeah, the, the, abo Brendan the abortion Brendan review was mooted as a title for Balthazar Speedboat, but it was too controversial. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, that maybe not controversial awesome title for a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we should change the name to the abortion review. Yeah, absolutely should. <laughs> reviews uh, at at away. Uh, thank you. It really relieves me to hear you say that the microclimate means that aggregates gorgeous summers to the west of Ontario lives in Upper Midwest hell. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Brendan O'Neill well, will be so pleased to hear that. Um, anyway, uh, shall uh, I, sh uh, Milushka or Brendan O'Milo, shall yes. I uh, trigger a? Uh, well, shall I trigger the left by triggering Bazinga. a vote, which they famously hate? Yes. yes, let let us trigger a vote. Do you support? Do you support the the government of Brendan O'Neill, Brendan O'Neill, or Brendan O'Neill, or do you support the opposition? 
of Brendan O'Neill. Uh, Brendan O'Neill. Put on a poll. There's going to be a poll momentarily. That's fine. The, the chat the chat is ten seconds ahead of the video anyway, so okay. Mm. It'll be a lag time. You can buy extra votes for a bit. Bazinga! Mm. There you go. This is the only drop I've been maybe. using for the last however long. Is up. Wait, you made both we're... options the government. Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> this is worse than Russia. <laughs> <laughs> we're having Russian interference in this. <laughs> 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 yes, I would Brendan, like to vote for United Brendan Russia. Are robbing, <laughs> they're robbing the Brendan O'Neill of the victory. Uh, hang on, the the UN. The I'm, okay. Um, uh, uh, my girlfriend's sister is coming into the house and hitting me over the head with a giant Bible because I made a mistake. <laughs> <in the poll>. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna start again. Okay, man, it, it was close though. Fifty-one forty-nine between the government and the government. And Damn, it's Brexit! UN it's a culture war. Mm. It's the, this, this is the UN observed recount. Yeah, hang on. I'm uh, doing uh, it again. <laughs> hey, but we flushed Don't, out all of the, the like vote buyers because that they bought, they spent all of their money on votes for an election that was invalid. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, uh, anyway, you have to vote for the opposition because uh, we have we have Olga who is hot. We have me who has a uniform. We have Hussein who did the best speech of the whole fucking thing. You have to vote for the opposition. Yeah, but you have uh, Nate who's wearing a shirt, so he's forensic. That's true. Um, also, I'll yeah. show my tits. Whoever wins. <laughs> yeah. Wait, also, no, the what? waitress wear marks and the Nutella NKVD were, to be fair, the best. Personally, I think you should vote for, for Phoebe because she said gender gendarmerie. <laughs> <laughs> I ate raw hummus for you, motherfuckers. Yeah, she literally ate raw Everybody's hummus. Phoebe's funniest oh, name was of herself, the Basileus of being right. <laughs> oh, One no. A poll in abstention. Oh, oh my god! Exactly. Oh no! Please make this Perfect. a Brexit vote, okay? Make this, make this. <laughs> oh my god! We want to form a whole Romaniacs podcast about this debate. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> all, all we can do is have another, another Brendan O'Neill debate at some point in the future. Yeah. This was funny. Right. Right. Content to rest. Mm, this was we the, are oh, first to do more okay, posts. Okay, okay, don't do that. We will get kicked off if you do that. Please don't. Do that. This, this was the night. This was the night where Trash Future like Trash Future split into two factions. Uh, mm. I have to agree with Red Duck Twelve in the chat that this mm. is truly contrarian. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tie. Perfect result. Yeah. Yeah. I. I it couldn't have gone. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. So Brent. Uh, Brendan O'Neill has now left my body. Um. Mm. We're now free. Oh my goodness. Alpha, thanks for gifting all those subs. Mm. Yeah, Tao Alpha, thank you very much for continuing to gift the subs. Uh, Phoebe, we've lost you again. I'm sorry, I'm just Bazinga. laughing. <laughs> yes, the only thing that would be more per like, there's no way you could have it more perfect than a, a complete tie on the poll. Incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is uh, the, I'm in fact, the only logical, the only logical answer. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clip this so we can put it out on the podcast feed. Mm -hmm. This deserves the podcast feed. Man, why didn't I use the Tim Allen home improvement grunt? Oh man, I feel like enervated. Oh yeah, this the 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 psychic damage we've all taken. The vibes <laughs> have been have been fucked. We've all 
tonight we've all become just a little bit more columnist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all yeah. of our foreheads have gotten hey, hey. slightly bigger. Hey, with any luck, so have all of you. I'll have you know that I normally try to style my hair as to not accentuate the size of my forehead, <laughs> but tonight I did something special for all the viewers. So I'm embarrassed. I'm, I'm disappointed that the rest of the cast did not dress up in colorful plaid shirt and blazer with the true <laughs> Brendan O'Neill form with sexy open shirt for some reason. Phoebe did. Phoebe did. Just, plaid shirt, open collar. Very well done. Um, but I see you've discarded your blazer because at heart you are a lib mm. and you don't have the brain power to, to successfully take on the issues of our day. Well, I, I dressed up as the quinoa KGB. So you did, you did, yeah. you did. <laughs> I had the, I had the hat on the Brendan O'Neill hat that he's always wearing. It was just part of several costume changes, and also um, I was uh, really not wanting to stretch it out because it's not mine. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. All right, wearing left once again. Mm. Um, so I've uh, I've stored I've stored this uh, I've stored this this broadcast so it will be available to revisit so I'll figure out how to download it we can put it out in the podcast feed delightful well yeah th- this this has been this has been a great moment in the history of logic um, fantastic it has you can in a very like real sense say like that we are all winners absolutely like but in, absolutely absolutely. Thanks to all of you for Love you guys. Sure Good night. Thanks very much, guys. Bye, Olga. Thank you. I'm disappearing into Bye, the void. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.